It's time for JT the Brick. Cardinals come in, the classic term, a wounded animal. Last time I went against Arizona, he didn't have Ertz, and he's pretty dynamic. And, you know, even the young kid that stepped in there, 83, George, I mean, like, I mean, he made some plays the other day. This Cardinal game's a big game. Kingsbury looking at his quarterback going, I don't know. Quarterback looking at his coach going, I don't know. I refuse to, to let my work ethic, my preparation be in question. JT the Brick. The Cardinals are playing for their life right now. It's an important game for both franchises. I think Raider Nation's got to show up big at Allegiant Stadium. It's got to be really strong. Everybody's got to be excited about this game. And what the Raiders need to do, I believe, is they have to start fast. And they got to get Derek Carr going. So to review, get your ass together and get to midseason form on this Cardinal game. And now, here's JT the Brick. JT, back with you as we continue our number two from Cafe Americana right outside Caesars Palace. We're indoor, outdoor. We are on the ledge out here. The view is incredible. The weather's great. We're here because of Modelo, proud partner of my show. The entire Modelo team's here. We got Gorilla Rilla, Senior, Violator, a bunch of uh, Raider fans out there, and my brothers and sisters from the Black Hole. And I'm excited about that. So it's really cool. Every time we come out here, we have a tremendous crowd. A lot of that has to do with the location and the fact that Modelo brings out a lot of people, man. So thanks again to Modelo as we continue on here. We're looking for the final score of the game. Who's going to be the key to the Raider victory? I need a specific this hour, last hour of the show. Who's the MVP of this game? Who's the player of the game? Who steps up and makes the difference in this game? 702-365. 9,200. Craig Grillo in a moment. He covers the Cardinals from the Cardinals. We'll get a breakdown from their perspective. Stoner Dude, another member of the Black Hole, joining us over the phone. What an honor today. What's happening? Man, how awesome. You've, yeah, this is the way they did it. We did it in Oakland for so many years, JT. The, the tailgate party started Friday night, went into Saturday, and of course the morning Sunday. I wish I could be there, man. I want to talk a little bit about Derek Carr because I know he's been getting a lot of heat. Look, man, I've been a Derek Carr supporter. I've been rooting for the guy. I've been an apologist now for close to nine years. But, man, half the time I got my hands on my head just going, why? What happened? Tomorrow, man, he needs to do something special, unique. He needs to make those extra plays we keep talking about. What we saw last week is just unacceptable, JT. It was a bad game. If he has a good game, we win that game. So tomorrow, this Sunday's huge. They have to win the home opener. Uh, Chandler Jones, man. I mean, I need to see a little ballroom dancing, a lot of more quarterback sacking. He was held. He was neutralized, JT. He was ineffective. We need to see more of him, especially against his old team, the way Khalil Mack took care of us last week. Uh, congratulations to my old friend, Gorilla Rilla. I've known him since he's a baby gorilla. And, man, a, a bobblehead, it's long overdue, dude. You know, I'm not going to be out there, JT, unfortunately. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a comic book artist, so I'm going to be at the amazing Las Vegas Comic Con all three days. So I won't be at the game, but I'll have my little transistor radio listening the whole time for the Black Hole Cheer on the game. It's going to be awesome. I predict 24-17, JT, that's my final score. Thanks for having me on. Everybody have a great time. Stoner Dude, thanks for checking in. Really an old-school turnout here of a lot of people I've been with for 20-plus years here are really supporting us. I thank, I thank everybody for doing this. As Now we get back to football, and the Raiders really need a big game. Raiders really need a big game. They have to have a game that is clean, not penalty-free, but close to penalty-free, and they got to get the turnovers down. And, again, I think Derek's going to attack in this game. I think Derek's going to have a good opportunity to have some good, clean pocket throws. 
And I think Derek is going to have to make some plays outside the pocket. And those plays outside the pocket are what I'm going to be watching closely. Can he find a way to get outside the pocket, make some plays on the run, and really neutralize the pass rush and what we're going to see here? So that's where we're at as we open up this hour, 702-365-9200. Daniel in Beaumont. Daniel, what's happening? You're up next. What's up, JT the Freak? Thank you for having me on. First-time caller, long-time listener. Well, I, I appreciate you calling. calling. Out for Raider Nation. Can you hear me? Go ahead. Hello? Yeah, you're on. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm calling out the Raider Nation. All you fake fans, we're all real fans. You need to stand by your team. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Are you a Raider fan or are you a planted? Yeah, I'm a so, so, so what are you guys, saying about who are the fake Raider fans you're talking about? All these guys are being and complaining about our team. Get behind your team, stand by your team, and be a, be a real fan. All my real Raider Nation, stand with me, stand united. Everybody else, there's 31 other teams to get with. Whatever. Appreciate the call. I know a lot of Raider fans who stand behind the team sick and thin. Uh, if they have some issues with the way the team's playing, they are allowed to voice those opinions. Craig Grelu, I go back a long way with him. Sports Fan Radio Network, broadcast digital content correspondent for the Arizona Cardinals, kind enough to join us. Craig, it's been way too long. I hope you and your family are doing well. How are you? Doing very, very well. Good to hear your voice again, JT. Yes, it's been a long time as we both go back to the early days in Vegas. Did you ever think there'd be a football team here <laughs> as you were working in the bullpen and starting off your career on the air at Sports Fan? A football team, a hockey team, and dare I say maybe a NBA team just right around the corner. Yeah, it's been a while since that. Uh, yes, it has changed quite a lot. Uh, Craig, let's talk about the Cardinals and what happened in week one, a home loss to Kansas City. Mahomes had five touchdowns. We saw Mahomes last night. Again, he just makes big plays with his legs, explosive plays. He had a few against the Cardinals. How did that happen? The defense, a lot of it was assignment errors, miscommunication, but also it's just the fact that there was not a lot of reps, game reps. Mm -hmm. whether it was full speed in practice or obviously in the preseason. Neither offensive or defensive starters, most did not play in the preseason. And a lot of the the defensive players are chalking up most of what happened against the Chiefs, just the lack of time together in full speed game mode. It's one thing to do it in practice. It's another thing to, to do it in a game. So defensively, they think most of the issues are correctable. Um, it's just a matter of the talent that that defensive has because they did not replace Chandler Jones. And there is a severe lack of depth in that cornerback room right now defensively. So um, I, I'm curious to see defensively how the, the Cardinals handle Derek Carr and company. Craig Relu joins us, uh, Cardinals insider, digital content correspondent for the Cardinals. So interesting game in a lot of ways because Derek had three interceptions in that game. And I don't think they were bad decisions. They were just bad throws where he was throwing to his go-to guys, Devontae, Waller, and Hunter Renfro. From a Cardinal perspective, we know about Buda Baker on the back end. Uh, traded for Trayvon Mullen, and Trayvon Mullen couldn't stay healthy for the Raiders. What's the depth like on the back end, especially the cornerback depth for the Cardinals? 
You've got Byron Murphy and Marco Wilson as your top two cornerbacks. They played nearly every single snap last week. And then after that, there is a huge drop-off. Now, the good news for the Cardinals, you mentioned Trayvon Mullen. He has been on the practice field this week. There is an expectation that he will be able to play how much, who knows. But it would be good to have someone else in the back end outside of a Buda Baker and JT, uh, Jalen Thompson. So there is not much there. And the Cardinals went with a lot of just two cornerbacks and playing Isaiah Simmons there starbacker if you will using him a lot as far as covering whether it was travis kelsey or a wide receiver in the slot so um if mullen can give him just something uh, you know a handful I, again i don't help wise um he has been on the practice field during the open portion he seems to be moving around fine so it would be a, a bonus to that secondary to get another cornerback out there on sunday Cardinals insider Craig Grealu joins us, broadcast and digital content correspondent for the Arizona Cardinals. We go back 25 years. We started together at Sports Fan Radio Network. Pleasure to talk to him. And, and Craig, what's interesting, I'm fascinated by what happened in the offseason with Kyler Murray and the clause in his contract. Some call it the video game clause because they didn't think he was in his playbook enough. It was so embarrassing to Kyler that they had to take it out of that and then, you know, give the contract back to him, a more cleaner contract. I would assume Kyler was pretty embarrassed by that, Kime, the GM, and ownership. Did that go away in Arizona throughout the state, or are people still talking about that, and is that bothering Kyler Murray? It's going to come up, JT, whenever anything goes wrong offensively. An interception, a missed assignment, not seeing a blitz, it's going to come up, and I don't think it's going to go away. And the only way it does go away is if you win on a consistent basis. But Kyler Murray had that impromptu press conference during training camp because of all the chatter and all the noise. But this will go away permanently if this Cardinals team can win, win this week and then get into the postseason and make a postseason run. Because I'll say this, Kyler Murray has a unique skill set, and it's just a matter of honing it in and making sure that he is doing everything correctly as far as getting the ball out to the right people. Um, there was not a lot of offensive snaps last week because the offense early on bogged down a three and out twice in their first three offensive possessions. And this offense works best when it gets into a rhythm, gets into a flow, and some good things start happening early, and then they can get everyone involved, and that just wasn't happening last week. Craig Grealu, longtime friend, Cardinals insider, as we wrap it up. So Hollywood Brown, you know that Derek has that relationship with Devontae. They played college together at Fresno State. Same thing. My son, as you'd like to know, is a senior at Oklahoma. Kyle Murray and Kyle Hollywood Brown and how they gelled together. That's his weapon. And the Raiders got to worry about that because the Raiders are banged up in the secondary already to start the season. And their safety play isn't over the top great here. What kind of a game could we expect out of Hollywood Brown? Do you think Kyler Murray is going to try to feed him heavy the way Derek did to Devontae last week in Los Angeles? So, JT, I was expecting that last week. Right. I was expecting Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown to get more than just the two targets that they had in the first half, and then there was more throws Hollywood's direction late in the game when the game was really decided. It was decided 37-7 to with four minutes to go in the third quarter. So that was, to me, that was more stunning was the lack of targets to Hollywood Brown week one. Now, after another week of practice, 
I would expect Hollywood Brown to be your number one receiving threat this week. You still don't have a DeAndre Hopkins. Rondell Moore is going to miss this game on Sunday. Andy Isabella is going to miss this game. Currently right now on the active roster, JT, the Cardinals have four healthy wide receivers. And wow. that chemistry between Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown goes back to when they were on the scout team at Oklahoma. There's no reason why the Cardinals can't follow what the Raiders did last week or what we've seen throughout the National Football League when you pair up college quarterback with college wide receiver. So uh, I'm hopeful that Hollywood Brown becomes more a part of the offense this week. All right, before you go, what's your best memory that you go back to at Sports Fan Radio Network as you started off your career? I don't even remember how old you are. I'm older than you, where you were back then, and now as you've gone on to success in your career, when you go back to Sports Fan in your Vegas years, what do you remember most? Hey, I was just a young kid fresh out of college when I got hired in 96, Sports Fan Radio Network. But, see, the unfortunate thing is I'm not traveling this weekend, JT, but I am all about, and I fell in love with it, was the big fight feel of Las Vegas. Right. A big fight on Saturday night, and I would love to make it a doubleheader fight on Saturday night, and it'll game on Sunday. But walking through the, whether it was the lobby of the MGM or Mandalay Bay and the people watching, but just that big fight feel that really kind of started around Wednesday or Thursday all the way up until fight night. Good to talk to you, my brother. I hope to see you again soon. Thanks so much for doing this on a Friday with us. Appreciate it, sir. Good talking to you. Craig Grealu. Wow. Another guy that goes back 25 years when we started. That's how I got my start. Won the smack off on the Jim Rome Show. Got hired to do midnight to 5 a.m. on Sports Fan Radio Network Memorial Day 1996, and Craig was one of my teammates back then, along with Steve Cofield, Smoking Dave Koken, the Sports Pig, Mike Response, everybody that we had back then. Really special group. I think of them often. Jay, in the Bay Area on a Friday, live remote in Vegas. How are you, Jay? I'm doing great, brother. How's it going, JT? Couldn't be better. Yeah. I have my first Modelo right now. It's nice, going down nice. smooth. What do you got? I'm going to be following you here pretty quick. You know, um, well, just last week I was off. I called 33-30. We need to run the ball more, JT. 10 10 carries for uh, Josh Jacobs is not enough. So we need to do that this week. Carr's not going to have these bad weeks every week. So everybody calm down. Don't hit the panic button. I will hit the panic button if we do lose this game. This is a must win, JT. 0-2 in our division, it's not going to cut it. And, you know, before I came back here to help my mom in Wisconsin, I got bumped. Well, I volunteered to get bumped, and guess where I got bumped to? I was in Las Vegas, and I went to the South Point, and I put my money down on the Raiders, and I was like, holy crap, look at the odds. They got us 15-1. to So I throw a hondo on that. Oh, and then to win the division? Wow, we, they're, they're actually giving some props. And I know South Point. I know that casino inside out because I go there for my bowling league once a year. And so if we lose this game, I might as well just tear up these tickets. This is a must-win, JT. I know I'm probably kind of overreacting, but I was feeling pretty good watching that game last night. I don't like feeling good after a loss. I never do. It's just win, baby. But when I seen the Chargers, they outplayed the Chiefs in every facet, and we still had a chance to beat them. We had the ball last. And Carr, when he gets touched, he touches elbow, he's fumbling ball. He cannot be doing that throughout this year. It's a recipe for disaster. So I'm predicting a 31-17 win. This yeah. is a week-to-week business. You know, then it feels funny. This first week, if you're gambling, you lost. Because, it's you know, the Giants, your, your team, your second team, they, they beat the Titans. That was on my eliminator pool. I already got knocked out of that. 
So it's a week to week, and I don't think the I don't think Cardinals going to play as bad as they did against. The, I, I agree with you 100. percent Got to run, my friend. We got a presentation going on here in a moment. I appreciate your call. This is a good Cardinal team. I have a damn lot of respect for them. They're going to be a hard out, a hard out. Uh, we're going to do a presentation here coming up on the other side. Gorilla Rill is getting his own life-size bobblehead. It's a big deal for the for the characters that are here. We'll get to that next. Cisco from the Black Hole is going to join me. We have another presentation. We are at Cafe Americano live on the Caesar Strip. Thanks to Modelo. Hey, everybody, let's hear it from Modelo. Modelo, listen to this. Modelo! There's a standard that I'm going to hold these guys to because I believe in them, but also there's a patience that comes with the inexperience. But the direct conversations are the best way. These are, these are good kids. They really are. They, they want to please. They want to do the right thing. They care about it. I'm going to figure out a way to continue to, to get on the same frequency with them. But at the core of it is just communication, making sure that I'm saying the same thing that Rabel's saying, that Steno's saying, and Matt's saying. And at the end of the day, you know, that's how that trust is built through the direct communication. JT, back with you, Cafe Americano, home of the Raider Nation. Let's hear it for the Raider Nation and Modelo. Wow, look at all the people. A sea of humanity here as we get ready for the great presentation to one of my great friends, Gorilla Rilla. But first, Cisco from the Black Hole has a presentation. First off, Cisco, good to see you, and thanks Always. for bringing 90% of my audience here, man. How are you? <laughs> I'm well, JT. I'm well. Thank good. you so much, man. You know, you've been with us from the start, JT, so we always got to give back. You know what I Thank mean? Thank you. So we appreciate all you do for not only Raider Nation, but the black hole Thank as you. a whole. So uh, without further ado, we're not here for this. We're here for our good brother, good good man, good Gorilla Rilla. But, man, this was long overdue. Um, I wish the great Rob Rivera, who started this thing with the black hole, was here to uh, be here with us. But I know he's looking down, and he's he's happy. So... On behalf of the Black Hole and Rob Rivera, we would like to present Constellation and their team. And Steve Gomez was an intricate part of sponsoring us and doing all that they do for us, man. We love you, Steve. Thank you very much, man. Nicely said. As he gets a beautiful Black Hole plaque and he is inducted a member, a brother, Steve, in the Black Hole. So, Steve, let's get this going with Gorilla Rilla here. And what he has going for him here, the, the life-size bobblehead. We'll give him the headset here. If you could tell us a little bit about this. Steve Gomez is the yeah. proud leader of our Modelo campaign here, and his team is here. So, Steve, tell us what we got going on here with Riller and how important this is for him. So, JT, thanks for the platform. As you know, this is a historic day for all of us. Uh, we started this partnership with the Black Hole way back in Oakland with our Corona brand. Uh, a few years ago, we launched uh, a couple different bobbleheads. You know, we launched Senor a few years ago. Last year, we did uh, our brother Violator, and this year, we're excited to get everybody together to uh, launch the final chapter in uh, the Superfan bobblehead. So at this time, we want to uh, unveil our new bobblehead for you, Gorilla. You ready to do this? Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's see this. 
So the countdown, it's covered up there with some black hole flags. Let's do this in three, two, and one. All right. The Gorilla Rilla bobblehead as he's holding a corona high in the air. So we got a lot of people here. Uh, we're going to have Rilla on in a little bit. We'll talk to Violator momentarily. But early in this week, I caught up with a guy with the greatest fighting spirit of any Raider legend I know, my conversation with the great Jim Plunkett. One of the all-time greats, the two-time Super Bowl champ, the Super Bowl MVP, the Heisman Trophy winner, and our good friend Jim Plunkett, kind enough to join us. And Jim, Alumni Weekend was great. I got a chance to introduce you on the 50-yard line, and you got a chance to see all your former teammates. How much fun did you have? I had a great time. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, we, we did a, a lot of good things back uh, in those days. And uh, to win two Super Bowls after you know struggling my first seven years in the league, uh, you know, it was quite an opportunity for me. And, uh, you know, my hat's off to all the guys I played with, uh, both offensively and defensively. And, uh, you know, we, we did a lot of good things. And I was really excited to be there with them. Nicely said. Jim, what is it like when you turn your head at one of those functions and there's not five guys, but there's 250? I mean, your head was on the swivel the entire week. And there were a lot of people that you had to communicate and talk with, friends and former teammates. That's a big volume of memories, huh? It certainly was. You know, Mark Davis is carrying on his father's tradition is bringing in as many former players as, as possible at any given time. Uh, uh, and every now and then he brings a big reunion like he did there, although never that big. But, uh, you know, it was certainly a great time, uh, you know, telling lies how great, about how great it used to be. Uh, we had a lot of fun. It was no doubt about it. Uh, Jim Plunkett's our guest. So a couple of big topics I want to talk to you about. Coming off the Raider loss, the fact that Derek didn't play in the preseason and your career playing in the preseason or lack of playing in the preseason in that first game and trying to get that rhythm. What did you notice about Derek and some of the misses and the interceptions and going back to your career when you got enough work in the preseason to have a rhythm coming into the regular season? Well, you know, the Chargers are a very good football team. I had a lot to deal with. Uh, They have a good offense. There's no doubt about it. Uh, But I thought the defense hung in there. Uh, extremely tough, uh, you know. Uh, you know, three D interceptions by Derek doesn't happen very often. Uh, they had a tough time getting going. They had some opportunities down around the inside the twenty and inside the uh, five yard line, and just couldn't capitalize on it. Uh, so, you know, it was, it was you know, obviously a tough battle. They had their opportunities, just couldn't come away with the win. Jim, one other big question on that performance because I thought Derek made good decisions, but he didn't make good throws. And you and all great quarterbacks have been in that position where you lock in, you got a guy open, and physically you don't spin it properly, you don't make the great throw. When that happens, how do you turn it around in preparation the following week and get back in that rhythm? Well, you know, I mean, you're going to have those days. I don't care who you are. You can be Tom Brady or Johnny Unitas. You know, everybody comes across those kinds of days. Uh, and maybe for Derek that was, that was the case. But you got to give credit to, to the Chargers and putting pressure on Derek and and mixing up the defenses. Uh, you know, that's all part of the game. But, you know, I expect Derek to bounce back, bounce back strong. They're playing a good football team in, in the Cardinals, uh, a good offense in particular. Uh, and, you know, he, he will make his adjustments, uh, and he will concentrate on getting the ball to the right guy at the right time, uh, read the defense carefully, uh, you know, doing some audibles that uh, hopefully they can take advantage of and, and moving down, down the field and get into the end zone. 
Jim Plunkett's our guest. Jim, when it comes to pass protection, so leaving in a tight end to chip or a running back to chip, Raiders missed a couple of those assignments, especially with their backs. Colt Miller struggled a bit. And then they had this offensive line rotation that they played seven guys. And I think I know why. The coach explained it at length. But that's something typically that didn't happen in your era. You started with the five offensive linemen. And unless some guy got burned badly, he would play the game or you'd sub him out. Was that different for you to watch that substitution pattern on the offensive line? Or is that just a new era of football and they're trying to figure out who to play? Uh, well, it could be a new era of football. I'm, I'm not really you know, sold on that. You know, you want to go with the, you know, the five guys uh, that you feel are going to, you know, handle, you know, most situations uh, uh, the way they were instructed to all week long in preparation for the game. Uh, you know, and sometimes you're going to have breakdowns. Sometimes some guy just gets beat by another guy you know, on a consistent basis. And, 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 and once in a while you do have to make a change, but, you know, you like that stability. You like those five guys playing together, learning from one another, uh, when to slide, when not to slide, uh, when to help out your uh, your tackle, per se, if you're an uncovered lineman. Um, you know, those things, you know, they'll get better as, as the season goes on. I'm, I'm very confident in that. Wrapping it up with Jim Plunkett, you know, last year Darren Waller had a game. He was targeted 19 times. Devontae had all those targets and catches in week one. You had the great Todd Christensen. You had Cliff Branch. All the great receivers you had, Jim. Did you ever sit in your locker back in the day after a big game and a big performance with one particular player and be questioned about a player getting too many targets? Because that happens now. I don't remember that happening in your era. Uh, You know, I, I don't recall that ever happening, you know. Uh, and, you know, you want to give everybody a chance to catch the football, make them feel a part of the game, but, but sometimes that just doesn't happen. Maybe they're double-covered, or maybe they're just not getting open, or you're not looking his way. Uh, but you want to, you know, you want to spread the ball around, keep that defense off balance. Uh, when they double-cover one guy, you go to another, uh, those kinds of things. But, you know, uh, you know, you're all playing together. You're trying to make uh, uh, get across that goal line, put up some points on the board, uh, you know, and sometimes you don't get many catches, but, you know, during the course of a season, you know, it'll, it'll pretty much even out. Obviously, there's going to be some guys who are just better than others in, in, in being able to get open and catch the football. You know, that's just the nature of the game. But when you have a lot of guys who are all very, very capable, it's hard to make everybody happy in a given yeah. game. Hey, Jim, you threw some of the greatest screen passes in Raider history and short passes and to backs that were open, Kenny King. Marcus Allen, can you share with me, Marcus, and when the pass rush was so enormous from another team, but you had Marcus out of the backfield catching the ball and leading him, what a joy that must have been to you to get the ball out to some of the backs that you had and you were blessed with who would catch it and make people miss. Yeah, you know, Marcus was an exceptional uh, player. There's no question about it. Uh, That's why he's in the Hall of Fame. And, you know, you throw him a three-yard pass and turns into a 20-yard pass. Uh, he's not only big and strong and can break tackles, he's got the greatest moves down the field. He's got that hip rotation. He makes people miss. Uh, and, you know, he could have been a tight end probably. I don't think there's any question about it with his ability. He was just a great player uh, in all facets of the game. i got to ask you a Kyler Murray question about the Heisman. You're in this unbelievable fraternity, and when you do go back and you've gone back over the years, when you see a kid like Kyler Murray and you stand next to him and you see his size – but then you see him play and you see the film and how explosive he is outside the pocket. What do you think of this young man who's playing in Vegas this upcoming weekend and the fact that he's in that Heisman fraternity with you? Well, you know, you know, more power to him. You know, uh, 
size doesn't mean everything, you know, yeah. uh, especially in this day and age when you're uh, back in the day, uh, you were more of a pocket kind of guy. And as I was and Johnny Unitas and, and uh, Bart Starr, you name it, it was just a different era. Um, now they're, you know, they move the pocket around uh, both sides of the field. Uh, and, and the quarterback is often a runner in today's game. So, you know, he fits into the new style of quarterbacks in the NFL. There's no question about it. And he's a tremendous athlete. Uh, he can make a big, he can throw a 20 yard pass or he can run for 20, uh, 20 yeah. yards on occasion. So, you know, he's, he, he's the whole ball of wax, that kid. Absolutely. Jim, I look forward to seeing you at the torch, seeing you at the game. A uh, great interview with you, man. The analysis of Derek and the loss and how to bounce back and do that. Really appreciate it. And we'll see you on Sunday. You bet, JT. Looking forward to it. I hope you enjoyed that. That was one of the more memorable conversations I had with Jim. I mean, sharp, knowing what it's like to be in the position of Derek or anybody else. Fantastic conversation, courtesy of Modelo and the Fighting Spirit. Jimbo, the chef in Long Island, where I'm from. How are you, buddy? Thanks for calling in. God, thanks for putting me on, JT. The first time we met, 1998 at the Hard Rock Hotel, and bartender Todd introduced us. It was the AGM at the Hard Rock Cafe. And where does time go? And I remember the hours you worked, 12 to 5. It was something else. Yeah, but, no more of those. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were but memorable, I, yes. No, well, you know what? Everything gets better. But really, you're a gem. You are, your performances on the radio are some of the best Thank I've you. ever heard. And we are so lucky to have you. Your energy, your illustrate, the way you illustrate, demonstrate, exhibit, you're second to none. And I, I, you, Raider Nation, we couldn't do any better than you. But number three, I'm not panicked about the Raiders. I think the Raiders are going to have a phenomenal season. And Josh Jacobs is going to be the MVP for this game. And I will be there, and I will see you at the torch. But great things happen when great people start at the top. Yep, thank you, my friend. Thanks for the compliment. Appreciate it. We'll see you at the torch. We have a big turnout. Hey, big announcement. Carlos Santana. Carlos Santana is doing the anthem. I can't tell you how big that is. So Carlos is doing the anthem at the torch. Uh, do not miss it. And then the halftime, as they announce it, Violator joins us on the flagship of the Raider Nation, a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, has his own bobblehead, and today Rilla gets one. Your buddy, how do you feel? You can't make that stuff up, brother. Yep. Good First of all, you. thank you for uh, inviting us in on your show. Uh, thank you. It's always about keeping the nation informed. Good, bad, or indifferent. But we need some realness out there. That's what I kind of walk that walk. I'm going to keep it 100 regardless. And all of that is from a little seed of passion 52 years ago. What happened in the first game in L.A.? Uh, Raiders had the ball late with an opportunity to win. It wasn't their day. Three interceptions, three turnovers to none. Mack had three sacks, a guy that you know a lot from back in the day there but the Raiders still could have stole that game. I, I think the Chargers did a little bit more and deserved to win the game, but now the Raiders must bounce back. To piggyback off that, it's almost like when you know you've given one away. Mm. Five-point difference, what I saw after the loss would have been totally flipped. And so, yes, we were disappointed, but let's get that out of our system and let's go forward. Like the guy, gentleman just said, he sees great things for this team. We're long overdue to raise our heads up and make this 
nation proud of this shield. Yeah, like I don't. I, I, Violator joins us live from Cafe Americano. I don't sense from a fan perspective because we know the coaches and the players. They don't panic. They're not worried. They know what they got to do. They're in that bubble and they feel really confident. This team had a tremendous offseason, an unbelievable preseason. They came into the preseason healthy. They just dropped the game to one of the better teams in all of football. But no room for error here. This is a Cardinal team that comes in with a quarterback who can make a lot of plays outside the pocket, and that gives the Raiders problems at times, i.e. Patrick Mahomes when he does that. Absolutely. So uh, lane containment is, is going to be a must. Uh, I'm just saying, just, just from my knowledge of this game that I love so much, lane discipline is a must. But I always throw in there, you got to go smack somebody around like you want to beat them. You know, I understand it's a gentleman's game, but when we cross those lines, all that ends. Violator joins us courtesy of Modelo. So wrapping this up, we had a chance to talk to you before you were inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame and after that and how it's changed your life. It was really cool to be back there for Richard Seymour, but especially Cliff. What a shame Cliff wasn't there. You knew Cliff. You've been at events with Cliff over the years, but I really felt the love and the spirit of everybody for Cliff Branch. Mark Davis went over the top, and we have never have seen a larger turnout in NFL history from former players, former teammates, and that title will always go to Cliff Branch. Cliff was loved by all of us who had the chance to meet him. You talk about just a genuine guy would give you the shirt off of his back. That, to me, is a true Raider. Um, just and, and they understood what the fan base was about because I always tell them we all grew up together. Uh, fighting this fight that the great Al started for us, like I say, it, it just touched me as a kid. And like I say, when I take that last breath, you know that silver and black is flowing in me. Violator, give me the final score Sunday. Raiders hosting the Arizona Cardinals. Final score, please. Home opener. Let's go with something conservative. 35-27. 35-27. The Raiders win and cover the spread. So Vegas for you. Thanks for doing this, my friend. Appreciate it, JT. You got it. That's the Violator. Right. We appreciate him coming in. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. I want to do a berry of your phone calls let's get them in here right now 702-365-9200 man i'm juggling a lot here bobblehead presentations plaque awards giving headsets jed's doing an unbelievable job thank you jed for engineering the show out here and we got uh, prizes and tickets for locals if you live in vegas if you live in vegas we got football tickets to the rebels uh vip passes to the san Gennaro feast come on up here and grab some tickets Yeah, 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 absolutely. He's, uh, he's a very good teacher. Um, when, you know, he doesn't just throw something up on the wall and hope it sticks. Like, he describes every bit of it so you understand with every call. And it's hard not knowing our conversation, you know, what all that means. But, but he's, so, he's such a very good at explaining, very good at um, teaching exactly how he wants it done. I mean, you know, I got a lot of philosophies in my head, and I'm trying to get rid of them all to make sure it's only what Josh wants. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I'm fighting. I, I fought through that a little bit uh, in, in, in OTAs, you know, try to clean it up, try and clean it up. And, and as we keep going, 
our discussions, you know, from the last game, like I said, were, they were good. They were positive, and and then the most important thing is that I do them today in practice. You know, I don't just write it down and say, "Oh, yes, sir," but that I go out there and I do it. And that's the same for every football player. You always want to make sure, okay, whatever they say. Now, when we go out there on the field, it, it, is it retaining? You know, am I actually doing it? And so that that was the important part for us today. JT, back with you. And I have my bucket of Modellos. I say every Friday, I reward myself. And look at this, a beautiful bucket of Modellos with the lime on top of it. Thanks to Modello, proud partner of our radio show, the man of the hour, Gorilla Rilla, my longtime friend, getting his life-size bobblehead today, part of the trilogy. How are you? Hey, hey, excited to be here in Vegas. Excited for the game on Sunday. I'm excited for you. This is a big deal. Your brand and your brand awareness is so important to the Raider Nation. Obviously, Corona, Modelo, you travel all over the country. I want to make this clear as we begin. The amount of money you put into the Raider economy, the amount that you travel with your queen to go all around and represent this team, I commend you for that. Oh, hey, thank you. You know, it's my passion. It's my therapy. It's like my Sunday church. You know, I have to show up and uh, show out. What about those scoundrels in L.A.? As they were saying, they didn't want you to have your mask on. I know you had to go through the lines to get it approved. What was the real story? That broke out on social media that they weren't going to let you in the stadium with the ball, with the with the mask on. What was that all about? It, it all stemmed from last year, uh, JT, when I went. Uh, me and Violator were right in front for about an hour before they opened the gates and uh, taking pictures with everybody, of course. And once the uh, gates opened... Uh, the security came running out and goes, you can't come in here like this. You can't wear that. You blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I said, listen, I'll go through protocol. I'll, I'll comply. You can't take this. You can't wear that. I'm like, oh, man. Here's another situation trying to stop the, stop me from, from going in there. So I uh, basically said, okay. And uh, that was that. And they, so it went smooth in this last game. I think uh, the Raider Nation. Yeah, they spoke up, Good for and, you. and uh, uh, that's it. And uh, I went through there, and as a matter of fact, the security people wanted to take pictures with me going <laughs> through there. So, Gorilla Rilla joins us live from Cafe Americano. What a day today! What a crowd! So, when you looked at that game, now you get to a home opener. What changes with you? I see you out there in J Lot. You're taking a lot of pictures with the kids and other fans, and then you get to your seats. When do you time that, man? Because you want to be in there for player warm-ups because a lot of the players come to you, and you have those moments with the players. What's that like? Yep. Oh, man, the first thing you know is uh, get in there and watch them warm up and, you know, building these, these relationships with these players, man. That's what it's all about. The The real party, the real tailgate is inside. And, uh, you you know, you, you build your character off that, and you, and you build relations with that. And, you know, when they score, they come by – you know, they wave, they, they, they build on that. And uh, I'm a Raider fan like everybody else, no less and no more. I put my chest out there. Yeah. And uh, that, that, that's what we do as a whole. Gorilla Rilla, Gorilla Rilla bobblehead debut. Tremendous success, courtesy of Modelo. Okay, last one. Tell everybody what you do in your real life because we're friends in real life, and I see the majestic work you do outdoors for homeowners friends and clients tell us about that what you do okay well you know what i'm a state contractor uh 35 years i've had my company uh creative yards of brentwood and it's about uh making dreams come to uh in reality i bring maui i bring the island to you and those that don't know i'm hawaiian mexican filipino 
So my coach is the Hawaiian man. So I, I bring the, the, the Hawaiian gardens, the resort style to your yard. So this is high end, reasonably priced, backyard reconstruction, palm trees, grass, turf, swimming pools, all of that. Some of your work is incredible. You've been yep. doing that 35 years? 35 years I've been doing it. Well, let's give a plug. How do they get in touch with you? How do, where do we do most of this? You know, in the Bay Area? Well, just locally because uh, I say busy. Yeah. So per, pretty much stay in, in the city of Brentwood, Northern California. Okay. Yep. Congratulations. I'm about to have a Modelo. Have one with me. All I'm right? going to have it with you, JT. Go Raiders. Just all win, right. baby. Let's hear it. Gorilla Rilla. Appreciate him being here as we wrap it up. Back to the Bay Area. Last call. Uh, Big Al in San Francisco. Wrap it up. What's happening, Big Al? I can use one of those Modellos after the week I've had. I hope you have a couple cold ones ready. <laughs> I have one right now going down. What's happening, Big Al? Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about um, the Raiders. And the um, reason I'm worried about the Raiders is the offensive line. I was doing a little bit of research this morning just to see, you know, um, about offensive linemen and who's available and who can be picked up and whatnot. And we all know that, you know, uh, that, you know they brought in Kalechi, but that didn't work out, at least not in the short term. But I was looking at available offensive line free agents, and there's a you know, there's a plethora of guys, but most of them are all over thirty, and that um, there's not there were not a lot of names under twenty, which means that any you know, uh, any free agents under un, I mean under thirty with NFL experience, they went through their first contract and they weren't brought back for their second, that, and they're free agents, so they're not on practice squads. In other words, there's not a lot of there's not a dearth of talent at the offensive at the on the offensive line position, and that's where the Raiders and other teams that are not alone are you know kind of you know struggling to be able to find offensive linemen, and unless that they can develop from within and develop from within fast, um, what we have is what we have. And we better get used to it. Hey, Big Al, you, you sent me that list earlier today for show prep, and I appreciate it. But you nailed it. Dave Ziegler doesn't want those guys. He dove into all of them. The scouting department did. I guess they don't want to bring in. Up till now, that could change because of injuries. They don't want a veteran offensive lineman on the back end of their career. They'd rather take young players in-house and develop them into being Raiders and you know, there's risk-reward with that, and now they're going to go with a couple of young players in this game here. You expect more from Thayer Mumford. You expect more from Dylan Parnham, and the rest of them are young. Even Colt Miller is a young player here. He's got to play better in this game. Yeah, and that's what we have. So, we, you know, we can't, expect, we can't expect miracles to come in off the street. There's a reason why most of these guys are on the street. Some of them are on the street because they want to, get a little, they want to heal a little bit more and then catch on to a contender. So it's kind of a catch twenty two for the Raiders. If nice they pick. win, yep. yep. They, guys come, they win. Some of these guys come in. If they don't, then they're not going to get these guys, and you really got to develop from within, you know, for the you know for the rest of the season and into the future. Yeah. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Look, I think we all know the big picture with what Dave Ziegler's doing. The goal was to come in and take over the organization on the football side and have two guys that work together, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. Then put a blueprint in front of the organization and mark davis and try to get the players that they wanted but josh mcdaniels told me this week in that interview that he really cares about signing the players that they needed to re-sign the stars on this team next year they're going to bring in a crop of new free agents next year they're going to have high draft picks and that will kind of fill the rest of the holes on this roster i believe i really do i think one more off season of a draft and free agency so the draft we're talking about three starters and free agency, another two to three total, maybe one on each side. Then you got a full team. 
that has a roster that can go win a Super Bowl. They can do that now. The roster here is good enough to win, but it's not an elite roster yet. There's several elite players, but they got to fill in that elite roster. Thanks again to Modelo. Thanks again to Caesars and everybody here at Cafe Americano. And thanks to everybody who comes and supports this radio show. It's a big weekend, the fight. Canelo versus Triple G. I'll be ringside for that tomorrow night. And join us at the Torch. Come on up for the Torch anyway for the pregame show because Carlos Santana is doing the anthem from the Torch. So let me give you a little wink-wink on where you need to be. Jed, thanks for engineering. Appreciate it, Bobby. Great job as always. All of our guests, we appreciate them very much. And again, thanks for doing this, everybody. We don't get out on the road much, but when we do, we make a difference. Thanks to Modelo. Thanks to Raider Nation Radio. Q's up next. Congratulations to Gorilla Rilla. We'll see you Sunday at the Torch.